97X Studio. Is Samantha there? This is her. How are you? This is Justin Preston Fowles. Preston Fowles. Do you like my delay box there? I've got, you know how radio has all those cool buttons? Yeah. You know, or you can make sound effects. I've got my own built in, you know, what? so like when it's sometimes when I call, I'm like, it's Justin. <laughs> Well, Just that to is make fancy. the conversation more exciting, 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 exciting. What version of the iPhone is that? It's called the Obnoxious Justin app. <laughs> <laughs> or that's what my wife calls it, right? Yeah, the Obnoxious Justin app. Yeah. How have you been? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. I'm on the way up to uh, play one of my uh, uh, one-man shows tonight in Waco, Texas. Oh, wow. And, yeah, just it's, it's really cool. I, I flew home to see my... 12-year-old daughter's volleyball game, and she scored five points, and it was awesome. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was a loud dad (laughs) screaming, and she was like, oh, my God, my God. She'll appreciate it one day. (laughs) Yeah, I think I was the only person in there with tattoos and gold teeth, though, so it was like, uh, it was funny, dude. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I walk in, she's like, yo, God, everybody just turned, switch, who's that guy? He's the team captain, duh. That's that's the team captain. Cheer captain. That's right. That's right. Well, I can't wait to see you guys. I know. You're going to be here so soon, September 28th, back at Janus Live. We're so excited. I love playing there. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And I'm really excited for you to be kind of part of what we're doing today. It's something we have been working on here for a while, uh, 97X Break the Stigma, which really just... You know, it's very personal for me. I'm I've been through a lot with my family and my situation. I know you have your struggles. We all do. And I think we wanted to start this really because talking about it is the only way to um, help people and give people a place to reach out. So um, you're my first Uh, I guess we're calling what? this a podcast, but you're my first this is guest. <laughs> I know. This I never. Is yeah. So, um, cause of course yesterday was world suicide prevention day. We're in suicide prevention yeah. week right now. So we thought this was a kind of a great time to kick this off. Well, I appreciate you thinking about me. That's very kind of you. Of course. You're so good to us, really. I mean, I I have had such an amazing experience working with you that, you know, I couldn't think of a better person to, to do this with. Oh, well, I'm honored <laughs> to, to do it. And, and, you know, I've always been public about uh, depression and things like that. So I'm I'm up for anything, you know, and I just want to be able to, to help in any way I possibly can. Absolutely. And I want this conversation to, you know, only talk about whatever you're comfortable with. It's more just um, for you to kind of talk a little bit about how you really found the strength to go from a place you were in that people are in now and trying to get out of. What did what was that journey like? What how did you find the find it within you to kind of push forward? Mine was was I um, I kind of got to the point where where. I was sick of just running into a wall uh, daily and sick of being just tired daily and sick of just just always 
I started feeling almost like a nuisance to people because I was just so negative all the time and I felt so negative uh, because that's just how I felt. I always felt like there was a cloud over my head. And But the one thing that I never really took seriously was the actual um, way to recover and, and get help was to pay attention to your body and, and the toxins that you put in your body, um, uh, food, uh, alcohol, drugs, self-medicating you know, hydration, things like that, uh, exercise. Um, and one of the most uh, amazing things that I learned was um, that who you surrounded yourself with. Mm-hmm. And that was huge for me because I, I, misery loves company. Yeah. So I would always surround myself with these people that weren't necessarily trying to make me smile. They were joining me in, in my, uh, in my darkness and, and they weren't healthy for me. So it was a combination of that and and uh, to the point where, for me personally, my self-medicating turned into substance abuse, turned into coming to a point where where I, I just didn't want to live anymore. And so I was just destroying myself slowly. So, And in turn, killed the vibe of my job, hurt other people's jobs, you know, really, really shot myself in the foot in the business of, of music because nobody wanted to hear Justin whine anymore, you mm-hmm. know? And and so it, it took a lot of people in my corner telling me, first of all, we know you're in there. Second of all, you need to stop abusing the, uh, the self-medication so you can re-find yourself again. And then what I found was crazy, and I'm sorry if I'm babbling, but oh, no, go what ahead. I found was, was was insane was the moment that I stopped putting bad things in my body and bad things in my system was the moment I started to see pieces of clarity and happiness again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it didn't have to be drugs. I'm talking about bad food, not hydrating, not being active. And the moment I got rid of the negative people in my life and the moment I took my medication every morning when I was supposed to um, and got outside and made myself be active, I got in a routine. And to be honest with you, I have to stay in that routine and I can't slip mm-hmm. or else I can go right back down that, that drain where it just becomes this endless pool of trying to get out of that hole again. Yeah. And it took about a good year year for me to of, of being clean and sober and, and and being active to start first of all losing the weight that I had gained through my depression and and once I started losing the weight and becoming more active and getting rid of the negative in my life and I started finding my spirituality and, and um it, it became just one more challenge after the next and how much was I going to challenge myself? Well, I was going to give it my all because I believed that there was that kid inside of me that was waking up on Christmas morning and happy that didn't have this heavy cloud over him at one time. And I wanted to find that kid again. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot of work, took a lot of um, therapy and a lot of medication, um, not a lot of medication, but just staying on the right medication and clean living. And I found that I can put my depression in the closet and I could face it when I need to, but it doesn't bring me to that point of dropping to my knees in desperation anymore. Mm-hmm. And if it does, I can get out of it by simply going to my toolbox of uh, things that I've learned and clean living and recovery. What are those things? Sorry, like? That was, that was a long, that was oh, a long. Oh my gosh, no, please don't apologize. That's why we're doing this. Um, okay, okay. So when you go to that place and you feel, you kind of feel like it's coming back, like I know for me, if I get 
down in any kind of way. Sometimes it's it's like an obsessive thought type of thing that, you know, you're trying to like suppress. Like what are some of those tools you use to kind of bring yourself back to a even keel level? Is it talking to your wife? Is it talking to a friend? Like what does it take for you to pull yourself back out of it? Um, usually it takes me getting outside and going for a walk, um, just getting out of my head, getting on the phone, talking to other people about their lives. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really weird is is helping other people um, and being there from other people when it gets dark for me or writing about it and just just moving moving forward with it. You know, it's as simple as me sitting there in the funk and going, oh, I got to get out of the house. I got to get out of the house. I got to mm-hmm. get out of the house. And if it's hot outside, go swimming. If it's if it's cold outside, go for a hike. If it's, you know, uh, challenge yourself to do something besides just sit there in your own mess mm-hmm. um, go to a meeting redirect it yeah mm-hmm. do some, sometimes i have to take three or four showers a day because i'll i'll get in that funk and i'll have to just be like okay get up go take a cold shower mm-hmm. and then i'll take a i will take a shower and and start my day over sometimes so many things will fall down in front of me in the front of the day that it'll piss me off so much that i'll just let it ruin my whole day and then i'll have to stop go back inside take a shower start over, go back outside and do it again. Sometimes I think of way too much into the future. Well, next week's going to suck because of this, or man, I sure wish I didn't say that to that person yesterday, or God, I've got to go out to dinner with all these people who, who, uh, Oh, you know, they're, they're, they're fans of mine. So I got to put on a a brave front. Oh Lord. I got to, I got to make friends with my wife's friends because they're construction workers and, they all went to college. I didn't. Oh, my God. They're going to see through me. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, but but I just I just calm down, have a cup of coffee, drink a lot of water, go for a walk, and then just sit in my own my own boundaries. If I'm out with those people and I feel uncomfortable, I go outside for a second, take a deep breath, or I choose to listen to them. I just ask them about their life, man. If I get uncomfortable, I'll just sit there and go, so tell me about the, the computer technology business, and I'll just try to learn. <laughs> so <laughs> interesting. I'm, so, I'm so scared of what I'm going to say. I'm so insecure, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, they don't like me. Oh, my God, I look ugly. I look tired, blah, blah, blah. I don't like how I look. I don't like how I feel. But then when I leave, I'm like, I got through it. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know? But it's all about redirecting that negative energy and believing in yourself and getting out. A lot of it had to do with, I mean, I was 270 pounds at one point, and a lot of it had to do with me losing that weight, not quickly, but slowly and in a healthy way. And once I lost that weight and started feeling better about myself, man, a lot of that self-doubt drifted away, and a lot of that depression started to kind of fall away because I could actually get up and be more active, you know. Gave you, like, confidence to build off something to be confident yeah, about. and to be proud of. Mm-hmm. I'm to be proud of when I looked down and it was 275 one day and the next month it was 264 and then the next month it was 240. I was like, man, if I just keep doing this by next year, I can, I can be at, you know, 175 and it took me three or four years, but I, but I did it and it was, it was great. And I'm sure you're, you know, that lifestyle of being on the road is just not conducive to healthy eating. It's definitely got to be hard. It's not hard if you really want to do it. It's like you can go to a donut shop or you can go to a freaking Panera Bread and eat a salad. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to uh it's all about, I mean, this is how I am with it. Depression for me is about issues that I haven't worked through. Um, and it's about uh, the way I'm wired. Well, I learned and went and worked on those issues. And now I know the way I'm wired. So am I going to fuel it with a bunch of fried foods just going to make me feel sluggish? Or am I going to fuel it with kale, spinach, grilled chicken, and grilled fish and lemon? And then I know I will feel awesome, you know. Yeah, I it's mean, it's really about just fueling yourself. Uh, it really is. And now I'm 43, and I feel the best that I've ever felt in my whole life. You know, and it's pretty magical. You know, mm-hmm. I want to bring it back to what you were saying about the people you surround yourself with, and and honestly, one thing I've I've seen a lot of in you know maybe people in their earlier 20s. It's a very fine line when you're going to happy hour every day. And then you're going to Sunday yeah. fun day at brunch and brunch turns into afternoon drinks and then you go out. And sometimes I think it's really difficult to draw the line for some of us, especially with, I mean, I know I have been there where you are distracting yourself. Like when is it, are you really going out to hang out with those people and do that? Or are you going out because you don't want to be alone? And I think that that's something it took me going to therapy to realize after I went through a couple of rough situations was I was going out all the time, but it wasn't to hang out. It was because I didn't want to be alone at home in my apartment. And I think that once you figure out that you're doing that, it really makes a difference to just find some people in your life that don't want to do a drinking activity or don't want to do, you know, anything like that and are willing to just go sit and have coffee with you. It's it's so important to to really recognize in your life, like what those healthy influences are. Right, right, right. It, I mean, going out is important. Getting out of the house is so important. But, like, I, I hear a lot of people say, I don't know why my depression's not getting better. Oh, my God, it's so hard. Everything is so hard. But they're sitting there smoking eight joints a day, and, you know, and at night they're drinking 12 beers. And it's just right. like, then they wonder why they, why they wake up in the morning uh, feeling like the world is coming down on them. You know, and then they have to take a Xanax because of their anxiety. And then it's just like, how much more are you going to stack on before you really challenge yourself and find out why you're hurt? Mm-hmm. You know, I think Peter Gabriel said it best in this song, Digging in the Dirt. You know, digging in the dirt to find the places we got hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it's so it's so true. It's just so true. Like, you can't, the more you stack on, the, the further away you're going to get from finding who you really are so you're going to live you know 80 plus years hopefully what's wrong with challenging yourself for a month and just saying you know what if i'm really worried about my depression i should probably just stop drinking just for a month clear my head Mm -hmm. and then take a look at it let the medication that i'm on actually work because when you put alcohol on it it says on the bottle don't take with alcohol for a reason you know i think people just realize that just don't understand that alcohol is a plays a huge part Mm-hmm. how they feel if they are going out every day to happy hour and you know stuff like that and for me you know some people like pot i think pot should be legalized but for me weed it is it made me so freaking sad and it made me so dark and it made me so out of hand like like it made everything so much worse mm-hmm. some people with depression you know it's just it's not a good idea yeah, for some people, they sit there just ready to watch cartoons and eat snacks. 
I've I feel the same way. I've never had a good reaction to it. I always my my eyeballs get humongous and I'm just like worried about everything. (laughs) So I I stay away from it. Yeah, plus it makes you lethargic and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So it's it's kind of um, you know it's it's to each their own. But I I wish people would realize that depression can be managed if you really take care of yourself. Like that's the one thing. I, it, it won't be cured or anything, but it can it can be managed and it can be it can be um, how do I say it? Uh, never going to be cured, but it can be uh, worked through. It can be managed. That's, that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It can be managed. And a lot and of people... Be, it can be controlled. It can be not... not. Uh, it doesn't have to define you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. You don't have to let it get to that level. It, it doesn't have to let you... Uh, it doesn't have to, to get you to that level that when when you lose someone in your life and and then all of a sudden you can't... You can't... You can't manage... The, the issues that you have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when life's going to hit you in the face at one point, life's going to hit you hard one day, and is are you going to be ready for it, or are you going to be in the midst of your own disease and depression and, and let it kill you, you know? Mm-hmm. And not being afraid to talk to a, a therapist or something. I think there's a lot of, like, shame in that. People feel like, oh, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that. But it actually helps. Yeah. I went for the... I, didn't do it for a long time and I found out through this company I can get it for free so I was like oh I'll try I love going now because sometimes I sit there and I just talk for an hour and she barely says anything but it's so important to kind of let that stuff out in a room with no judgment and no bias and I wish more people would be open to doing it even if you don't think you have anything to talk about you never know until you sit down and somebody starts asking you questions man I'll tell you one thing that when I was in rehab to get off of the drugs and the alcohol that that I had been using to cover up the depression and sadness, when they started making me go to trauma therapy, and I was like, well, what happened to me that was traumatic? Nothing happened to me that was traumatic. What are you talking about? And then I realized that some things did happen. Mm-hmm. I just pushed them away. And some pretty crazy things that I had just forgotten about that directly defined who I was negatively. And they made me sit and they made me relive it till it got out of my system. And I mean, it was months of therapy. And then afterwards, it was like this healing band-aid just went right over my heart. And I was able to move past that issue, Mm -hmm. like six, seven hardcore issues that would just make a person just throw up, you know, from remembering. And once I got past those and they were like, now you can let it go. Now you don't ever have to think about that again. And that day, huge weight. I would have never known that. I would never known that until they made me go to therapy. They made me go. Mm -hmm. Thank God they did. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you don't know until you get in there because we're all of our little weird thoughts are connected to something that happened to us. That's for sure. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Well, thank you so much for talking with me a little bit today. We're excited to have you here. I know we're going to (laughs) do. I'm so sorry. I just always babble. I love it. It's great. I got I'm I'm good. I got nowhere to be. So I'm happy to do it. (laughs) Well, if you ever need to get a hold of me again or you need any more comments or or anything like that, you make sure you reach out to me. Okay, because you got my phone number now. I absolutely will. And I can't wait to see you in a couple weeks. All right. You take care and call me if you need anything. All right. Thank you so much, Justin. Okay, I'll talk to you later, Sam.